0: salt and rock episode 14
1: so next up jesus uh says to peter here in the very near future you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows and peter's like uh i will never deny you matthew 26 35 and mark 14 31 he tells him i I will never i will never deny you i mean you got to think he just saw the the transfiguration of jesus right so he just saw this And then after that fact, I mean, I don't know the the time period, the years or anything like that, but this happens. And then he tells Peter that you're going to deny me three times. So here's a guy that just saw this that we were talking about, transfiguration of Jesus. Within a year, you know, Jesus is telling him, you will deny me three times. And he's like, nope, (laughs) I will never happen, man.
0: (laughs) Digging into this broke one of those things that I've known since childhood, right? Now, okay. It broke it? Well, it didn't break it, but it modified it. Okay. I, I never understood why, like, Jesus's ministry is about correcting teaching. And so I, I had a hard time thinking, well, Jesus walks in and says, hey, man, you're going to die me three times before the rooster grows. Why? Why would you, do, why would you come in and... Yeah. And so if you... This is one of the things. A lot of this stuff, you're not going to get in all four accounts of the gospel. They're going to be in two or three. Right. This one's in all four. And if you look in Luke, okay, it explains what happened leading up to this. Okay. Right? And so this, it wasn't Jesus walking in and just, just breaking them down. He walks in. They're all sitting at a table together. They're having the, the Last Supper, uh, which is what we know as communion, right? They're, right. They're all really close. They're leaning in. Jesus is witness or is ministering to each of them. This is where he calls Judas out. Right. And a lot of the disciples at the time thinks that he just leans in and whispers something to him. He doesn't, re, they don't realize that he's, you know, saying, Hey, I know that you're going to go, you're going to kill me. So go ahead and go. But he leans in to Peter and I have to read it because it like, it was so powerful when I read it. So okay. he leans into Peter, uh, Luke twenty two thirty one, and says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. But I have pleaded in prayer for you that your faith should not fail, which is his weakness, right? right. His, faith, his, is, faith, his faith hasn't been strong. And he said, so when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. So this is lifting Peter up. Right. He, look, Satan has asked for, for to sift you guys like wheat. I have interceded for you. Like how how big is it right. that the son of God has spent praying time praying for you specifically <laughs> for
1: you. I'll take it.
0: Right. I'm like, yeah. Whoa. So then Peter says, Nope, 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 Nope. i die for you. Yep. And Jesus says, dude, I'm telling you, you're not there yet. <laughs> you're not there yet. You'll deny me three times for the rooster crows. I'm just, it's and, just there. It's, that's and he it. doesn't, he doesn't buy it. And so then, then they go into the garden. Gethsemane. So they're in there. Peter falls asleep. Mm -hmm. Jesus comes out numerous times. And he actually, in Mark, he says, he looks at Peter specifically and says, your spirit is strong, but your flesh is weak. I was hoping that you could pray with me for even an hour. right? And and I think that this goes right back to you are going to deny me three times. If you had overcome your flesh enough to keep yourself awake, then you could have prayed with me. Mm -hmm. And I think we could have bonded together. And maybe I wouldn't have had to tell you that. I like that connection. Specifically, it goes back to his denial, Mm -hmm. I think, because that would be the only reason that I think that he would look at him and say, your spirit is strong. You've got that fighting spirit, Mm -hmm. but your flesh is weak. So then, you know, Jesus prays and prays and prays. And finally he says, okay, you guys, whatever, just sleep. Now my betrayer's here. You see in all four accounts, Peter draws a sword, cuts the ear off. Yep. Specifically in John's account, there's one of my favorite things, and I've heard a sermon preached on it. When they walk in, Jesus says, "Who are you looking for?" They say, "So and so, who claims to be the Son of Man," and Jesus says, "I am," and everyone falls. I love it. <laughs> it's my favorite thing, and I wish that it was covered in all three or all four <laughs> accounts, but it's not. Um, John's account has that, but then in Luke's account, it actually points out that Jesus picks up the ear of the servant of the high priest and heals him. So okay. So that was the fun thing for me is that Luke's account covers the healing. John's account actually names the servant. Um, The servant is Malchus, and he's Annas's servant. So from there, the disciples all split. Jesus is taken into custody. Then we see Peter denies Jesus three times. And so if you look into the John account, and this is something that I've had pointed out by a, a good, good pastor that I had years ago as, as a child, mm-hmm. I heard this taught and it still rings rings with to me today. John 18 talks about Peter deny, denying Jesus three times. John 18 is um, significant because it breaks it down. It doesn't just say that he denies it. It talks about being outside of the courtyard and his first denial and then some time goes by and then his second two denials are really close. It is around a charcoal fire. What does a charcoal fire smell like? There's there's no other smell on the planet. There's no other smell on the planet than charcoal. You can I burn agree. you can burn gas. Yeah. You can burn wood. Yeah. You can burn all different kinds of wood. You can burn pellets. You can burn it. Charcoal. Smells it, charcoal, like charcoal smells like charcoal. And yeah. it doesn't matter what kind of charcoal it is. It right. smells like charcoal. I've had coal fires. I've had gasoline fires. I've had diesel fires. I, I, yeah. I've smelled them all. Right. Everything. Charcoal smells specifically like, like charcoal. It's distinguishable. There's no. Getting it confused with anything else. Nope. And he smells this charcoal fire, and then here's the rooster crow, and thinks, "Oh, yep, eighteen hours ago. Mm-hmm. Probably not even that.
1: I was being told something that I said I would never do. And, I would die. For and it before I, I
0: vehemently, do that. vehemently opposed it. Yeah. There's no way I would ever deny. No. it. No. Yeah. So, and he does. So now we find ourselves, um. Jesus is in the tomb and the apostles are kind of wandering around without any guidance. We do know that Peter and John are together. Mary Magdalene goes to the tomb on the third day and mm-hmm. finds that the stone's rolled away. Angel of the Lord tells her
1: that, that he is gone.
0: Alive. He is he is alive. And,
1: right. and she you know, she finds the tomb. She goes there, body's no longer there.
0: Comes back, tells the, tries to tell the apostles, Peter and John, yeah. book it. Book it. Peter and John. they probably having a race. Uh, yeah, they get they we rush get through the first. tomb and find that it's empty. Luke 24, 34. And also Paul mentions it in 1 Corinthians 15 that Jesus appears to Peter. Right. So how,
1: how how awesome would that be? So you've just seen him crucified. He comes to you and says, yo,
0: I'm here. I'm here for you, buddy. Right. It's, I think it's got to be he comes in and says, hey, remember I told you that you were the rock I was going to build my church on? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Right. Yeah, I think he's going to, I think he's doing some training with him, kind of passing on the torch and saying, all right, here are some things that you need to know. You know, you, you've been shaken that uh, we know that Peter has a faith problem at right. this point. <laughs> Can't walk on water very far. Right. Uh, I, I deny you. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, so it, he's seen a lot, but faith, his faith is a struggle for him at some it's A lot like Aaron, obedience was a strong suit in Aaron. But I think it's pretty normal in a lot of us, right? Yeah, I mean, sometimes we we just have we have momentary lapses of judgment. He has that with his faith sometimes, mm-hmm. just how it happens. The next time we see we see Peter, Peter's with the apostles, and they're given the Holy Spirit. And what a day! I with <sighs> their head. I believe in the full gospel. Mm-hmm. I believe in the full power of the holy spirit as do i healing speaking in tongues yes all of that laying in hands
1: laying in the spirit we've already had these conversations right
0: yeah <laughs> i believe in all of that some people don't believe in that at this yep. point yep. i don't think that it's gone away i've never seen pillars of fire over people's heads though. i have not either so that one whew, i'd like to see it it'd be cool it'd definitely <laughs> be cool so so that's a that's a fun read john 20 the next time we see peter he is fishing and Jesus appears to them,
1: and, you know, and ask them if they have any fish. Right. So I think it's kind of funny. We don't know the days, the time period that that passes. That then they they get filled with the Holy Spirit, and then all of a sudden they're on a boat, and Jesus appears to them and ask them if they caught any fish. Right. So I'm
0: like, so so they come back to the beach, and they're sitting there, <laughs> and and this is a this is a key thing we talked about when Peter denied Jesus that he was around charcoal fire. Mm-hmm. So now Jesus comes up to him while they're grilling fish and he says, "Simon, do you love me?" He says, "Yes, I love you." Mhm. Feed my sheep. I think first is take care of my lambs. Either way, it's take care of my lambs, feed my lamb or feed my sheep, take care of my sheep. Right. He asked him three times, and I think that's a direct correlation to him denying him three times. Right. Especially because what's well, a charcoal fire smell like? <laughs> it smells good. It's it, it's a very distinguishable smell. Yeah. So he smells it. And associates it. And immediately it brings him back to the last time he was around charcoal. And he says, (sighs) and I don't read Greek, but we've talked before about Greek words for love. Right. But having multiple words. I've heard this sermon preached. Jesus says, do you agape me? Mm -hmm. Which means, do you love me with all of your heart? Is it a romantic, intimate love? And he says, I love you like a friend. Right. You lose that in translation into English, but Jesus is saying, "How much do you love me?" And he says, "We, well, you know, I love you. You know mm-hmm. my heart. You know I love you exactly." But it's not. I think that third time when he smells that charcoal and he realizes that he's been asked the th- the third the question for the third time, I think then it relates, and he says, "Oh, that's that's where we're at." Yeah, that's what I see from that. I I think that he he makes that correlation of. I've got the charcoal fire. I denied you. you. now you're asking how much do I love you. And I think that it like seals in. Okay. You prayed for me. You told me you were praying for me. And when you when I came back to you, I needed to be strong. And now I'm back to you. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's what it is. I think it it's comes full, full circle. circle. Yeah. Right. So that's big, but the charcoal fire there's has always been interesting to me ever since I've heard that because it's like you smell that you know the smell you know exactly what they are talking about and it's hard for me to have a charcoal fire and not think of this scripture
1: well there you go see because, you've got something to relate back to too
0: yeah so, so I think don't it's deny
1: good. God three times and right. then remember how much he loves you every uh, time you barbecue fish
0: <laughs> fish <laughs> from there the next thing we see once he's told to feed a sheep Peter and the yeah. disciples get to see him ascend I have <laughs>
1: <laughs> it would be amazing, man. I mean, you saw the transfiguration, uh, right? You saw him die. You saw him come back, and then you see him ascend to heaven.
0: So after this, we have this this renewed ministry or this renewed commitment from Peter. You see him start this fiery sermon led by the Holy Spirit. Three thousand people convert. Grows the church. Probably the largest growth of the church. Other than when Jesus was preaching. Right. Right. I mean, so I think it goes back to Luke where Jesus pleaded in prayer for his faith to not fail, where he said, yeah. you know, your your spirit is strong, but your flesh is weak. I think that's not only the denying him three times. I think it's also coming back to this because this is like the first instance of Peter being the rock the church is built on. He's right. got the largest conversion rate of any apostle. At least documented. Right. You know, I mean, so, it was worth documenting. Acts 3, Peter and John heal a lame man. Right. Lame since birth, never walked. A little bit after that, the Sadducees arrest Peter and John, and they look at him and they say, so what's right, listening to you or listening to God? I think it's a, a powerful testimony to stand up to what you believe in. Right. I think that's something that we can use today. We can be faced with adversity. And what's what's more important, who are you going to answer to? Yeah, who?
1: Someday you're going to stand up there, and you're going to be accountable for your actions, right. and and at that time, you know, uh, you may get asked questions, or however that's going to be done, you know, and I
0: mean, you're going to answer. So the Sadducees say, "Well, we can't we can't really do a whole lot because you've got throngs of people outside cheering because they healed this man that's been lame mm-hmm. for forty years. Right? We're just, we're just going to let him go out the back. So they just, just let him go. Right? They, they just let they let them go. This reminds me. Of the time where Paul and Silas are in prison and the angel or the earthquake happens and and then they stay in the prison and they talk to the jailer and then they the <laughs> religious leaders come back in and they're like, well, we're gonna let you go. No no, no you got have nope. fanfare.
1: No, nope, we're, we're gonna, gonna have
0: to fanfare everybody knows about us. I don't think that we saw that here with Peter. I think he just leaves. The difference is is that I think Peter is more of a personal leader. I think the the big difference between Paul is Paul likes to make a big show. And Peter's kind of a, I'm going to lead by example. You have this differing leadership skill. Mm-hmm. So next, a husband and a wife sell some property. They decide to skim a little off the top, bring it into the church. Individually, the husband right. comes in and says, hey, here's here's the money for this property that I sold. Peter says, is that what you got for it? Is Are you donating all of it? And I don't think it's a, is this all of the, I think it's, oh, Oh, thanks. You're, is you're do- that all you got for it? You're donating oh. all of the, the proceeds? That is so awesome. Thank you. Like, you're not keeping any for yourself? And he says, no, I'm not keeping oh, it. Oh, no, it's all no, yours. it's all yours. And he says, well, you're not being honest. Yeah. And the guy dies. Right. Like, just <laughs> falls I think over. they were both. Well, the wife comes in after. Okay. Yeah. So they haul the husband out, and they're burying the husband. Or they're taking the, hu- taking the husband to be buried. He specifically references the the men are dealing with the husband's body. Right. And so she comes in and he says is this is this all the money that you got? She lies too. <laughs> says yeah, yeah. That's all we got. And he said so you guys did it in, you know, he didn't hide it from you, you guys did it together. You made this decision to deceive us. Boom. And there they go. They're, she's dead too. I guess that gives just uh basis for the may God strike me dead if I'm not telling the truth here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that definitely could come from from that interpretation. Uh, so after that, Peter and John uh, head to Samaria, and they so they start a missionary journey. Right. This is a little before Paul's converted. Who's it's, it's had a better timeline? It's so around it's... the same time in what I read. It later references in Acts everyone being afraid because Stephen was stoned. Yeah. And so I think this is before. So this is when Saul's still persecuting Christians. Yeah. I think. And I could be wrong. Email us. Salt Plus Rock, gmail.com. Right. For for the record, we have people that are listening avidly. And we've got some people from Ohio and from Texas. Uh, We we do have some (laughs) listeners out there that we're not... We would love to hear from you uh, if we can pray for you, if we can do something for you. um, Give you a shout out. Anyway, we have Peter and John sent to Samaria. They start working in the mission field. I think God says, I need to raise someone up. Yeah. I need to raise someone up and let them focus. Because we want Peter in charge of one part of the church, and I need somebody else, but part of the other side, part of the church. Um, Just because of, you know, different leadership styles balance each other out.
1: So Peter's been with Jesus for, you know, a long time. Right. And then you've got how it corroborates with Paul, and then Paul's on mission trips. Paul gets called for his focus. Peter's called for his focus. I mean, that could definitely be... Uh, A convergence of the two stories was being called at that point paul being called at that point and peter's out on the mission field
0: so i think this is around the time of paul's conversion i think it's a little before but this is in that same time frame i think that while peter's out that's when it's a okay peter's peter's the rock he's got this set but we need to give him it's kind of like adam and eve Mm -hmm. you know he needs a helper yeah because he can't do it all I mean right he, I mean it's Peter... just so much we talked uh, we talked about how much Paul traveled and how uh, he was going around planting churches and he was training people and mentoring yeah. and it's just a lot to do for one person to try to do it all I think we needed somebody that was was running the church right. and I th- and I think that's what Peter was doing because if you remember and we might not have talked about it a lot but when Barnabas first comes back with Paul the first thing they do is they go to Jerusalem and he spends like Two or three weeks with Peter. Yeah. And so he talks with Peter and Peter learns, or Peter kind of teaches him some of the stuff. And I think it's probably some of the same stuff that Peter was learning from Jesus. Because yeah. you have to remember, Peter was a fisherman. He was not a Levite. Right. He didn't have any formal training. he It's rumored that he probably only spoke Aramaic. He probably didn't speak Greek or Hebrew. Yeah. So he doesn't have this. So he's got to learn a lot. He doesn't have this deep knowledge of the Torah. He got to spend time in the New Testament with Jesus, seeing exactly. the red letters as they were written. Right. But realistically, he doesn't have the background. So I think that it would be a good balance to bring Paul in because he's got that background knowledge. Right. So, I mean, cause
1: because he was, Paul was Roman by birth and, and Jewish by lineage. So, I mean, you're getting a
0: whole vast array of... Knowledge right. at that point, and, and even Paul you know? said that he was one of the fastest studies of of yeah. his time. He he excelled beyond his youth, which was him being arrogant, but also that he was learning. Yeah, so I mean, it, I'm going to get to heaven, and Paul's going to be like, "You talked a lot of crap about me exactly. on that podcast." Bam! <laughs> I was listening. You know that? <laughs> sorry, Paul. Um, so, yeah, yeah um, I mean, do you think the letters were read back then too? Sorry, yeah, I digress. He, but you know, <laughs> I was it. Do you remember Carmen? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't he say, because they were written in blood, (laughs) in in one of his songs? (laughs) Probably. You know he died last year. I know. I was sad. We should have had him on the podcast. (sighs) We hadn't started it. So we see this missionary journey. Uh, Next, we see Peter heals a bedridden person, Aeneas. Uh, He also raises Tabitha. I got a a thing here. So he raises Dorcas, which Dorcas is the Greek name for this lady. Um, Her... Jewish name is Tabitha. Now, okay. I think this is important because she's laying on the table. There's people mourning around her showing Peter as he walks in here. She made this coat for me and she made this yeah. for me because she was just like, think Mother Teresa of the time. Peter walks in and it tells everybody to leave, lays hands on her and says, Arise Tabitha. Mm-hmm. And So I think that's important because he speaks to her in her Jewish name. Right. Because I think it's a correlation to he takes the Jewish half of the church to lead, and he lets Paul take the Roman half. Right. Or the Greek half, the Gentile half, the rest of it. Right. I don't even think that Peter's aware of that right now. It's just the, what he does. But he's I, Jewish. it's Jewish. So I think it's it just how he's... innate
1: doing. nature to go the Jewish route, because that's what he is. Right. So... I mean, he's like, why would I call somebody else a different name when that's her name?
0: Right. The, you v- know? the very next thing... And I think you, you're probably right on that, because... This is before the Cornelius incident. Yeah. So he's still living that Jewish are the chosen, Jewish are a, a higher called people. There's a difference because there's you're still in this belief back then that you couldn't receive salvation unless you were a Jew. Right. And you had to follow different rules and regulations. And we haven't, Paul hasn't. Yes. Circumcision hasn't come into play yet. No, not yet. This yeah. is like, and so we've talked about this. We know this because we've already talked about it with Paul, but we haven't even gotten to the incident in Antioch yet. After this, the very next thing that happens is a guy named Cornelius, who's a Roman centurion, has a vision that he needs to seek out Simon Peter. and So he sends some guys to Peter. When the guys get to Peter's house, he is in a deep trance, right, having a vision. Yep. He says that he's hungry, he has a vision, and the sheet falls from the heavens with all these birds and reptiles and all of the stuff that Jews call unclean. He hears a voice that he interprets as God that says, Arise and eat, kill and eat, go out and kill and eat. Yeah. Which I think is a call to hunters. To all hunters. So get out there. And share some meat with and, us. And give me some elk steaks. Peter says, well, I can't eat this because it's unclean. And and God specifically says, don't call anything unclean that I have. I made it. That I've called clean. Right. This is God telling Peter, there's no difference now that you can eat with Gentiles. That, that, that you don't have to have the separation right. between people of Israel, Jewish people and Gentiles. And so I think that this right here is the initial spark that prompts Barnabas to go seek out Paul. Because up until this point, the leader that Barnabas is serving under, because Barnabas is working in the church. Right. So he'd be serving under Peter. The leader that Barnabas is serving under is not allowing congregation between Jews and Gentiles. Right. And so at this point, he says, hmm, this is allowed. This is something different. And so because we know Barnabas is a stand-up man. Right. I don't think that he would have went against church leadership at the time. I think that he would have been steadfast and pray, yeah. steadfast and pray. Right. Lord grant Peter the vision to see what he needs to see. Yeah. So that's that's a good cross reference. I mean. Yeah. So Peter goes to see Cornelius and has dinner with him, eats in his house. Oh, and boy, Cor- does that Corn- piss some people off. Well, and Cornelius <laughs> says, you know, you don't have to be afraid. And Peter says, I'm not afraid because God told me it's okay for us to eat with you. Right. Like, he's giving me all right. <laughs> To commune. So, this is God is this is God's way of telling Peter that it's okay to. And I I put in quotations allow Gentiles to receive salvation. Not that Peter has the right to allow people. It's not, right. not I, how you. I, I, yeah. But so that's the kind of the that's kind of what you see here is that Peter gets this gets told that it's okay in Acts eleven. Peter's questioned about having dinner right. At Cornelius. house. Right. The
1: Jews are like, "What are you doing?" You cannot do that. <laughs> and he's like, well, I can do whatever Jesus tells me I can do. Yep. I'll, I'll, I'll only report to him.
0: <laughs> and then Barnabas goes out and looks for Paul. And so I think this is where it actually says that a lot of the Christians were hiding because of mm-hmm. Saul persecuting him. Right. Or because of the killing of Stephen. So that's all the time that we have for this one today. So tune in next week to hear episode 15. Thanks for joining us today on Salt and Rock. If you liked what you heard, Feel free to reach out to us at saltplusrock at gmail.com. That's all letters, S-A-L-T-P-L-U-S-R-O-C-K at gmail.com. If you'd like to become a contributor to Salt Plus Rock, you can find us on buymeacoffee.com slash saltplusrock. Once again, all letters, S-A-L-T-P-L-U-S-R-O-C-K, where you can give a contribution as small as $5. Hey, every little bit helps.